Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League podcast that guarantees that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Rob Langevin. Rob, uh, yes, sir. you you had a, a much better week than I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, how right. did you, uh, what, uh, what happened? Because I feel like a lot of people are very disappointed this morning. Uh, I ended on 56. Uh, I didn't go crazy. I, you know, I basically had a, a good first week with 95, and I pretty much rolled whatever I had there. And I just brought – I tried to um, be something different, and I, I went for the captain of Mooney. So I tried to um, you know, be different because I thought I had a good week so I could gamble a little bit at the beginning of the season and not play you know, the chalk captain, you know, which would have been probably Lukaku, which I think he was pretty much 60% of the captain of, mm. of everyone playing the official game. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, there's some parts on my team that I don't love. Um, we're going to get into the show. We'll probably talk. We'll probably mention Kevin De Bruyne about six or seven, twelve times <laughs> today. Um, <clears throat> but it's interesting. Uh, people out there in uh, fantasy world, welcome, welcome to the FPL podcast. Uh, got a lot of stuff for you today. We're going to go through a lot, a lot of stuff. We got price changes. We got Kevin and I starting sits for the upcoming week. You know, we got some transfer news, minimal transfer news. You know, I mean, you know. But we'll jump right. We could jump in wherever Kevin wants to go. This is Kevin's show. We're going to go right into it. I mean, it's my show as well, but we're going to go wherever Kevin wants to do. I and don't we, want. I don't and want we his... like to think that it's the audience's show. Yeah, we're I, men I don't of the want, people. I don't want Kevin's OCD going crazy and then <laughs> things said being set on fire and stuff. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of setting things on fire, uh, I should do that with my old computer. I don't know if people at home can hear any difference. Upgraded, upgraded some of the tech around here, so. Hopefully it's coming through a little clearer, a little crisper. Um, but as you mentioned, there's a lot to get to, so we will do that. Um, I think one of the reasons it was so disappointing for me is I have doubles uh, in some leagues of City, Liverpool, and Tottenham. Obviously, disappointing days for all three of those clubs. I want to talk about kind of. Do you, the... still have, do you still have a double Southampton defense too? I do still have a double Oof. Southampton defense. Oof. Yeah, so maybe I should diversify my portfolio a bit more. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Bob, oof. <laughs> yeah. Diversify yeah, your you bonds. Diversify <laughs> your team, fantasy wise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk about the big three at, at these three clubs. So at Tottenham, you have Harry Kane, Christian Eriksen, and Della Ali. They combine for nine points. Eriksen's assist, the only thing. Uh, that saves the day. The other two getting blanks. Are you concerned about any of these guys? Erickson is playing incredibly well. Ali looks a little off the pace, and Kane is doing literally everything but putting the goal in the putting the goal in the back of the goal, putting the ball in the back of the goal. Um, what, where are you falling on these guys right now? Um, Harry Kane looks snake bit. 
uh, Ericsson basically looks like, you know, a more expensive Mctarian right now, mm. and Della Ali is somewhere, you know, lying in the weeds. But, you know, um, Spurs is one of those teams where you want a three-person investment, and whether it be Ericsson, Ali, and Kane, which is a ton of money, you know, it's 19 plus 12, that's 31 million dollars. Yeah. You know, invested in Spurs. Um, I'm more of the. I think you need. You know, a defender from Spurs somewhere, whether it be Ben Davis, Toby, or Tongan. You know, if you're a believer in, you know, Walker Peters, or you know, if Trippier, they, if, now that he's it, back, yeah, or Trippier, or if, if and when the uh, Sanchez deal goes down, you could do that. Um, but yeah, Spurs is a complete uh, investment for me right now. Um, <clears throat> when we get to our teams, I'm probably bringing in an additional Spurs player. I don't know, but you know. I've been preaching since the preseason when we first started doing podcasts and we did play Taga and we did our own play, we did our own preseason podcast for the official game. Mm-hmm. You know, Harry Kane for me was a complete ignore until this week in week three. Yeah. You know, the only thing that's troubling is uh, Spurs record at Wembley is in the last 10 is abominable. They have one win bad. in their last 10. Um, um, they are they are I- playing Burnley at home and Burnley does not travel well. But yeah. so there's there's pros and cons to this whole thing. But. The thing that's interesting to me is that, you know, the, the downtrodden people in the fantasy universe who started out with Kane and his returns so far this year have been, you know, god awful. And know, they didn't sell points. him enough. We told them to sell him to lower yeah. his price. I yeah, I I I think by fr- I think by tomorrow if he doesn't go down, I mean, I'm st- I'm still a firm believer that he's going to be, you know, he's going to be Harry Kane. I'm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's got one more week in August to go. <laughs> and that that whole, you know, that whole, you know, blackbird on the perch is it still peering its appearing its ugly head you know you know I, I don't know maybe he just knows that you know there's always a there's a there's a saying is you don't eat you know clams or oysters with a, any month that starts with an r you know has an r in it you know and august doesn't have any so maybe harry kane is like a like an oyster you just don't eat them in in months that don't have an r so, i i have never heard that saying before but one yeah. more thing on um kane is that he is as i said playing phenomenally well the moment just not putting the ball in that hit the post mm-hmm. against Chelsea um and we'll get into more stats about him later but I mean, 16 um, the, shots shows he's got he's got yeah. quality but the the other thing I wanted to note on your Wembley thing and I, I, I went on a much larger rant about this on, on the Premier League show but uh the places and the teams that Tottenham have played at Wembley are Champions League teams mm-hmm. one Europa League team and Capital One Cup semifinal against Chelsea. So this is, while I understand why neutrals are looking at this and saying Tottenham are awful at Wembley, uh, the last three performances at Wembley have been very good against um, Chelsea on the weekend, against Juventus in the last preseason friendly, and uh, even against Chelsea in that Capital One Cup final match where it was very similar to this one, where they dominated the ball, just didn't put the ball in the net. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of those are against big clubs for the most Mm -hmm. part. Yeah, um, no, so, so I agree. I, I agree with you though, that I, I feel like you and I both like to see it before buying in. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, as we always say, much rather be a week late than a week early. But if you are of the gambling sort, mm-hmm. <laughs> this could come back to the average very quickly, yes, which very. could, which could be a huge day for Kane. Again, I'll get into more of the supporting stats for that later. Uh, moving on to Manchester city, you have Sergio Aguero, Gabriel Jesus, Kevin De Bruyne are the three highest owned, aside from Kyle Walker, who got a red card. But oh, oh, also the fact that Kyle Walker was sending off also meant Jesus uh, also meant Jesus was subbed off early. How many teams do you think had both of them 
and we're just like profoundly screwed by that. Yeah, it, I, it's 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 probably a big number. To yeah, be honest with you. it's probably very very scary for them. But um, this this group of three only managed five points. All three of them blanked. For me, I still have trust in Aguero. I've doubted him before, and it's always bitten me in the butt. I may upgrade him at some point to mm. Kane. I may just nudge up the little point one to Lukaku, or I may try to get Lukaku in another way. But I still believe in Aguero. I'm iffy on Jesus. And I've seen a lot of people talking about Kevin De Bruyne playing in a deeper role, which I think is true to an extent. But I yeah. think it's being overblown right now because he had to play deeper after Walker's sending off. Yeah. Um, are you it, was only for, it was only for 20 minutes. Let's, That's true. Relax. It That's was true. for 20 minutes. Are you, are you panicking on any of these guys yet? I'm completely not panicking, but I'm telling you not to, not to roster any City players until – I think I mentioned this last week – until City – is a fortified starting eleven when Aguero and Jesus are, you know, firing on all cylinders. When the midfield gets sorted out, when you figure out which Silva, which which Silva is going to play, the the real Leroy Sané shows up. Raheem oh, Sterling doesn't yeah. come off the bench and steal a goal. Kevin De Bruyne is more of a facilitator than a defender. And defensively, we know exactly who's where. They have three or four games together under their skin with Walker back from the red card when with Mendy back healthy with Danilo with company with stones, whoever they, whoever the back configuration they want, they want to use is, you know, it could be Johnny Evans eventually who knows. Um, But I want to see what city can do in, you know, whether it be cup games and then a few premier league games, but I want to see them as a fortified unit before I'm actually investing in anything. I only own Kevin De Bruyne right now. And, you know, for, for City basically to have the point returns that they have, their big three has 18 points on the year combined in yeah. two games. That That is god-awful. And David Silva, who's probably their, maybe the fourth most owned player at 8, 8.1%, has 10 points. So, I mean, it, it's, it's scary to think that City is not this, you know, futile in fantasy right now. But it's kind of a wait and see. I mean – I'm I'm personally probably punting off of Kevin De Bruyne only because his 10.0 price tag to me is more valuable than him not doing anything because mm. at 10.0 who is above him that I that I can't go get Sanchez right. is not playing yet Hazard is not playing yet mm-hmm. you know everybody else that is is feasibly gettable the Ericsons the Della Ali's if you're if you're a buyer the the Liverpool guys you know so, you know Mane Salah um those that you know, McTarian, you can completely downshift and go to McTarian and save yourself, you know, uh, you know, one point nine million. Yeah. You know, and it, it De Bruyne for what he is at for all his faults at ten if you own him currently, is probably the most valuable asset on your team because he allows you to go and improve wherever you want on your team. You can completely downshift, like I just said, to McTarian, save that money or reinvest that in a defender. You know, if your defense is weak, that's $1.9 million you can invest in anybody. If you have a 4.5 defender, you could basically go get a 6.0 defender and rest on your laurels that he'll probably give you a good return. Because at 6.0, if you're not buying a quality defender, then you're doing something wrong in the official game. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with uh, many, many of those points. And I do <laughs> I do like the idea of downshifting from De Bruyne. You mentioned uh, Deli Ali there in, in that uh, comparative uh, part there. Um, are both of them in the too expensive to not perform mold for you? Eric, what do you mean? Ericsson? And no, uh, Delhi and De Bruyne. See, I, th- I have more faith that, that Ali is going to bounce back out of this because I think he's a, a known, he, without Ali Spurs, 
I don't think goes as far. Yeah, as, he's he's the wild card for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. I think that if if Ali does something, you know, his ownership is crazy right now. It's in the, I believe it's thirty percent, thirty in the thirty percent. Mm. Yeah, thirty six percent owned Jeez. for for Della Ali, and twenty five point five percent for for Kevin De Bruyne. But at nine dot five, it just it's a different looking number than at ten dot oh. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm waiting for Della Ali could be that wild card. We've said it a couple times. But for me, I think... And, if and that point five is so crucial this year because of what we talked about earlier in defense where all the 4.5 guys are now 5 guys and all the 5 guys are now like 5.5. So point yeah. five, it can very much improve you, especially at the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was trying to, I'm trying to say like where Ali is the... Ali doesn't have to explode completely to, to be valuable, whereas Kevin De Bruyne kind of does for City. You're, you basically have to get goals and assists from, from De Bruyne to have it warrant being better investment fantasy-wise. Whereas Ali is, I think he's more of a, you know what, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. I'm, I, at, the end of the ga- at the end of the day, he's going to be there. So that's, that's, the, that's the comparative for me between Ali and De Bruyne. All right, fair enough. Uh, last up of, the, of this uh, triumvirate of disappointments as far as clubs go this week, also sorry for that super hard plosive P, um, is Liverpool. So we heard all week that Mane was likely to be dropped. Didn't didn't uh, fully train on Wednesday or Thursday. Everybody freaked out. Was like, oh, they're saving him for the Champions League match. So we all get ready for uh, Liverpool's team sheet. They're against Crystal Palace, and the first name on it, Sadio Mane. Hey, it's Mane. it's it's Mohamed Salah that's been dropped. Mm-hmm. I am concerned that this will be an issue all season, and not specifically with Salah. Uh, I saw people saying, oh, well, this clearly means that Mane is further up than Salah in the pecking order. Which, by the way, he should be. That's not weird. But my concern is that it'll be a slow rotation over the season. And randomly, Mane will miss some matches. Randomly, mm-hmm. Salah will miss some matches. Maybe even Firmino. We saw Sturridge play up front for them. Um, yeah. And so all of a sudden, I am feeling much less confident in my double Liverpool uh, ownership. I-, I think they are still very good. When mm-hmm. they play, I'm a little concerned about that playing time. But in in this uh, week, they get 11 points combined. Uh, Mane, obviously, with the goal. Firmino and Salah, both blank. How do you feel specifically about this Mane versus Salah thing and about Liverpool on the whole right now? Uh, it's it's an awful rotation thing. Um, if you're looking at the, to bring anybody in for Liverpool, I mean, they do have Arsenal at home this week. Um I think they're on the second tier of guys I'm looking at because I just don't think that basically you're looking at this one week as a one week, one week only move. I don't think that you're doing anything after this because after this week is the international break. Uh, so you're basically looking at this this game as a one game, one game only because uh, and we're going to touch on this very shortly right after this question, actually. You know, when is a good time to wildcard and why are people thinking about wildcarding already? But we'll get into that in a second. But the Mane Salah thing. They're on that second tier. I, I'd rather have a, a Spurs versus Burnley guy because uh, I'm looking at this as a one-week investment only. Um, mm. Don't forget that Liverpool does have a game, you know, basically today if you're listening to this. So it would be interesting to see how they rotate. Uh, again, I think I don't know who's going to play where and what and, and how, how things are going to be configured. Yeah. But it, it does have an effect on the weekend because, you know, the Liverpool-Arsenal match on Sunday is is a pivotal match. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a standings, you know, momentum thing. You know, Liverpool wants to beat Arsenal. They they want to put a, their good their best team on on the field and beat and beat Arsenal. Um, you know, as it lines up, I think they have a better team it, unless you know there's a Arsenal you know clones Alexis Sanchez two or three times. <laughs> but um, but the Mane Salah thing, I, I'm not buying them yet. 
after the international break, absolutely, I would look at them because I think that is when I would like look at my team, see how I'm configured after the week three result, and then possibly look at wild carding. And you know, it's a it's a great segue to think about because we, we've been thinking about talking about wild cards, and we almost started the show with it. But uh, it's interesting to see people on you know the interwebs hmm. getting all getting all nervous and and trying to wild card, and it, it it brings up a couple points that that probably people need to realize. Yes, we do have an international break. Yes, Eden Hazard and Alexis Sanchez will probably be back in game week four. That is my guess. That is my basic guess. Um, number three, look at where you are in the standings. If you have a significant point return total already. I'll say, you know, I'm at 150 right now. So if you're somewhere around 125 or below, I could see you transferring, uh, you know, doing a wild card because I think that your team, the way that's set up is not built for game week three alone, let alone down the, down the road. So I think that you could set yourself up from here out, but I'm not telling you to wild card because I don't think you should. Um, how are you? How do you feel, Kev? I know your team is is you know it's not awesome and it's not you know awful, <laughs> but I mean you're you're basically ranked in the you know with the masses I think yeah. in the you know in that in that one forty five to one twenty five range. So, yeah. <clears throat> how yeah. do you feel about thinking about the wild card and what is your what is your plan about using the wild card? Are you using it now? Are you going to save it? Are you cautiously optimistic? Are you swiping right on the Tinder wild card or what? <laughs> Um, I'm definitely holding off on the wild card now. I, I obviously it was easier to say uh, if you believe in your team week one, then you should believe in it week two. That was a lot easier to say coming off of 83 points than it is coming off of how many did I have this week? Oh, 34. So that's real bad. Um, but I I think I'm largely standing pat. I just want more information before making multiple moves, let alone even thinking about wild carding. I, I get the uh, gut reaction to panic, and I'm sure many people listening to this are kind of panicking, and it's not their job. <laughs> like, me getting 34 points is a very, very bad look. So I, I get it. I, I understand how you guys are feeling, but a week like this doesn't end your season by any stretch. But entirely changing your team, wildcarding too early, when we haven't seen what happens with the internationals, when we haven't seen the end of the window yet, that could. Because if you're stuck with three or four players that are instantly not a factor anymore, you're either taking a huge minus to start the season, which is obviously a huge issue, or you're having to make plans for the next month to get those players out of your team, assuming that no other problems happen in your team. Yeah. So so for me, it is very much still a wait and see. I'm, I may... Uh, I'm considering taking a minus. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. Potentially I mean, making a two just to move the money around, but I, I am nowhere near wild carding, and I don't like the idea of making a double move um, that much, and I'm, I'm hesitating on it right now. But for me, wild cards, not yet. Play another week, maybe two, get through the international break, see how you're feeling then. If, if you like the majority of your team and the matchups are okay, it may be beneficial to just hold on to your transfers mm-hmm. and then give yourself a mini wild card. Um, and see how that goes. But no, for me, I'm, I'm holding off on the wild card now. I want to see what happens with the transfer window. Like, Kieran Trippier, as soon as Kyle Walker left, everybody was talking about how he was, like, this auto stud, including myself, because he had so many assists last year. Clearly was not match fit against Chelsea. And now rumors that Tottenham will bring a right back in before the end of the window. And that's, that's somebody that everybody thought was going to be 
a fantasy star. So think about some of those lesser guys or moves that like can have a knock-on effect. Like mm-hmm. Swansea bringing in Sam Klukas is a super uninspiring signing yeah. in real life, but it could take a spot away for Tom Carroll, who mm-hmm. both of us liked at the 4.5 spot because it looked like he had guaranteed minutes. All of a sudden, a lot of those guys aren't as sure things. And so I would much prefer gather more information, see what happens. As long as I break 50-ish the next couple of weeks, I'll be fine. Then address your team, see where you're standing and who you want to invest in long term. Yeah, it's it's very similar to the Chris Woods signing for Burnley with, you know, the Sam Sam Volks love that he's mm, getting yeah. early on in the season. You know, Burnley they were short on strikers and then they sold Andre Gray to Watford and now Sam Volks has company up top. Yeah. You know, with 6.0 price tag is great and you've seen what Sam Volks can do and then Chris Wood comes in at 6.5 coming off a, a season last year for Leeds where he's had 27 goals and four assists. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's He's basically the newest darling of the you know championship added, you yep. know, and people people get he people get adorned to that. They they see the stats and they say, okay, this guy can score, and there'll be some love there. I don't think it, I don't think he's an official game play. Mm-hmm. If anybody's listening to this and he's there play, like a play Taga game, and they own Sam Bokes and you want to handcuff yourself because forwards are very easy to handcuff in Taga, especially for the lower level teams like a Burnley. Chris Woods is not a not a bad shout. Yeah. Yep, uh, fully agree with you there. Another thing I want to touch on before we get to price changes is the League Cup, which you may hear referred to as the Carabao Cup. I am just not going to do that. It's had like five different names the last six years. Just going to call it the League Cup from here on forward. But there are League Cup matches today, uh, and worth noting, West Brom, Bournemouth, Brighton, and Watford played fairly full 11s. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal Palace did play Van Anholt, which is a little concerning because I would have loved this matchup against Swansea, considering they only have one shot on target this season. Um, may still get the start, but those clubs that I mentioned, West Brom, Bournemouth, Brighton, Watford, all played majority of their starting 11. First just starting, keep an eye out on that. First start for Dini as well. For oh, I somehow missed that. Great show. But yeah, like West Brom are rolling out Phillips, Chadley, J-Rod, yeah. and Rondone. Like, that is their best attacking combo. So, um, you know, just be a little shy around those guys right now. Um, as always, you bring us the price changes. What's been happening in the league this week? Well, I mean, it's it's only, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday. We, we record on Tuesday, and this is, I guess, Wednesday. So, um, for the price ups, it's basically, it's a buyer's market for defense. So, I'll start there. It's uh, Zonka. You know, they're good. They're a good investment. No goals in two games. Same thing with Higazi. No goals in two games. That is the that is the bread and butter of a good defender, especially when they're a 4.5 price tag. Um, they both have gone up. So 4.6 now. They are a firm investment in the defense. If you're a buyer at the 4.5, 4.6, you know, market. Uh, also went up Ben Davis um, for Spurs. You know, that it brings up an interesting point when Trippier's back and when, if, when, then, if Sanchez comes back or Sanchez comes and transfers in, you know, who gets rotated in and out and, and if Spurs. And it's, it'd be interesting to see what Sanchez's price is as well. For those so, at home, he is speaking of Davinson Sanchez, not Alexis. Yes. Don't no, freak not Alexis. out at home. <laughs> no, definitely not. And he's not, Alexis Sanchez is not coming to Spurs to play defense. No, yeah, uh, Alexis Sanchez to Spurs to play left wing back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reverse bail. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, on the ups for the midfield, we got Aaron Moy. Anybody who saw the weekend games? Uh, brilliant take. Uh, he does a lot oh, of the, the set give piece and work. Go. There. Yeah, does a lot of the set piece work there. He is a he's a phenomenal buy right now for his price. Um, he basically is. I, I'd actually say that he is 
the hype that Matt Ritchie had the last time Matt Ritchie was up in the premiere. Oh, with Bournemouth, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, a couple of years ago. So that's that's what I think. At 5.6 for Huddersfield, Huddersfield's playing decent, decent, decent ball right now. They have Southampton, West Ham, Leicester, Burnley in their next four. So if you own a Huddersfield player, especially defense, midfield, and maybe a Steve Mooney, I think that they're a hold until after the international break. Uh, also on the midfield, McTarian has gone up. Uh, four assists in two games. Uh, he basically is the engine that's that's plugging along everybody else. Um, United is just a, a juggernaut right now of fantasy goodness. And any three combination players for United are are a possibility. I need. I know you you want the you know the Pogba's and the McTarians and the Lukaku's, but don't forget about their defense. They're you know Eric Bailly is a is a phenomenal defender and he's got the most points I believe for a defender in the Premier. Oh, but behind a Ghazi right now, so. Yeah, uh, and and a surprise one for Watford is Decore has gone up, but I think he's the five. I think he's the five punt that I, pe- I think people have moved on to to gain that point one to to assist them with their you know their fantasy uh, you know you know dollar. Yeah, I feel like on a, a day late on any of these price rising yeah. guys. Yeah, I think he's an accumulation guy. I think that people brought him in to punt. You know, I think they maybe moved off of the Tom Carrolls and the the five defenders that that they started the year with and have, and have you know jumped on that dot one. You know, price tag to help them later. Uh, on the forwards, um, Chicharito has gone up. He's got he had two goals over the weekend. Uh, West Ham's schedule is very very cushy for the next few games, so I'm gonna say that I'm gonna be a buyer, but I don't want to ruin everything. And then when we get to start and sit, I got nothing. So, um, but yeah, Chicharito's gone up. Oh, no, I miss Paul Pogba. That's gone up too. Yeah, uh, he's only 30.5 percent of leagues now. Two goals, two assists. Sitting on 23 points, he's got the most points in the Premier League tied with Hagazi, who is a, you know, fantasy find <laughs> this year. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, Paul Pogba right now, I called it from the beginning of the year. I, I don't want to pat myself on the own back, my own back, because other people have said it as well. But I said Pogba was going to be more involved in this offense, and he just, he, he just seems like he's searching for offensive goodness when yep. he's up top. He's just, he's such a talent when he's on the ball. And then if you watch him, if you, ever, if you watch a game. Next time you see United, just just follow Paul Pogba around the pitch when he doesn't have the ball. He is so energized by being more fluid up top that he has Matic behind him. It's mm. not even funny. I mean, he's just a – I know he's a worldly talent before, but like literally he could – he may – I'm not going to say he's going to go 20-20 but that's, because that's crazy, but he may go 20-20. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of that yah-yah yeah. to him, um, the way he drives forward, especially as you say. I, I think – while everybody's busy congratulating them on their yeah. massive signing of Lukaku, I genuinely think that there is very little chance that anybody is a better signing than United signing of Matic because of the players that it frees up mm-hmm. uh, in their attack. It is just absolutely ridiculous. And they don't have Ander Herrera yet, and that's the funniest thing. He barely plays, and he, you know, Ander Herrera is not involved in this first team yet. So yeah. I, I'm not sure what his route I, into yeah. this team is. To be fair, yeah, I don't I'm, either. I don't yeah. either because I think that they're they're going to find a way to make what they have work, and then ha- I don't see how he fits fits back in. But it, it's interesting that they have a talent like Andrew Herrera, who was basically maybe they're one of three best players last year. Yeah, maybe you know. Yeah. And oh yeah. He like last year was his breakout. You know, um, it's just it's just interesting to see. He's, he's played five whole minutes this whole year. I know he's <laughs> he was dealing with an, an injury in the first couple, you know, in the preseason. But yeah. it, it's going to be it's going to be a tough way to get get into. Uh, you know, over Martial's and the other players that are, you know, carving out niches there. Juan Matas, Matic, McTarrion, Fellaini still gets some some decent burns sometimes. 
So it, it's it's tough. And Herrera was a was a darling in some play Taga formats too. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, worth uh, also pointing out that as we record, um, the Times reporting that uh, Tottenham have an agreement for Serge Aurier pending his trial because uh, he punched a police officer. So we'll see what's happening there. But obviously, it would be damaging to Trippier's value. Just yeah, Coming across absolutely. the desk now. Um, agree with you on Pogba. I will say his best ever season was still not even 15-15. Yeah. But, you know, that's two years ago. He's a young player. He could have developed in that, and he clearly looks lethal thus far. Um, so, yeah, just... just uh, it's, oh, it, it's, what, not, what, it's not nearly as firm as the Defoe thing. Remember how yeah. I was like, he's never scored more than 18 goals when he was on 14? It was like, well, you're stupid. And then I think he finished on 16. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. But, I was I was being partially sarcastic. No, but I mean you could go twenty twenty. But like the he's what, on what two he's and showing, two through two yeah, weeks. Yeah, so I mean you know this is what United is going to be doing this year. They've got four goals in two consecutive games, and he's going to be basically playing almost every game when uh, until the Champions League starts to matter. Then maybe he start might take a rest here and there. But yeah. you know is is fifteen fifteen out of the realm of possibility? No, that'd be a phenomenal return. He'd be the highest scoring midfielder hands down. Yeah. Um, at the current rate, he would contribute to 152 goals. Nice. Probably not going to happen. But, nice. <laughs> but he is obviously a very, very good player. All right, uh, we are going to take a quick break and jump back in with start sets. And we are back uh, talking about who we would start and who we would sit this week in theory. Um, for me, uh, a player that, again, I personally am not jumping on board yet, but... Uh, I don't know if you remember, I did a thing like this with, um, I think it was like Charlie Adam last year. Yeah. I was like, I just couldn't believe he'd be good. And then he had like four assists in the next five. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I should have listened to myself. But the stats for Harry Kane are incredible. Most shots in the Premier League, 14, all of them inside the box. Only four of them were on target. If you adjusted, so that's like 20, I forget, it's like 27 or 28%. If you adjusted that to his career average shot accuracy of 85%, it would have been 12 shots on target out of 14, which is incredible. That would be, I think, six more than Mane, who would have been in second. Tottenham are still fourth in chances created. If any of these things normalize, mm-hmm. it could be a hat trick kind of day for Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. I personally am feeling a little trigger shy, but I figure it's important to share that information with you. Do with it what you will. In mm-hmm. midfield... Uh, we talked about Pogba. I'm going with Mkhitaryan. He led the Bundesliga in assists his last year when he was at Dortmund. And I'm getting that vibe from him. The, and I think the most impressive thing about Mkhitaryan could be why I think some people are shying away, which is he goes through stretches of matches uninvolved. But when he contributes, it is incisive and just deadly to to the opposition. The, the two assists he had in five minutes... Um, against Swansea were just insane. And I think he will, throughout the season, grow more and more into larger swaths of the game. And uh, I mentioned in the offseason, one of the reasons I didn't like De Bruyne, you know, before I had him in my, te- my own team, um, <laughs> was that for three straight years, the assist leader the previous year has not finished with more than 15 the following. Is that happening with De Bruyne? I don't know. But you, early shout, Mick Terry and to lead the league in assists this year. I know that could seem reactionary because of two four nils, but I'm getting that vibe. So, throwing it to you here for a second, in between my starts and sits, Rob. In all of these scenarios, you have Deli Ali, who's the goal-slash-assist guy, and Erickson, that's the pure assist guy. 
At Manchester City, you have De Bruyne, who's the assist guy, Aguero and Jesus, who are just the goal guys. At United, you have Pogba, who's the goal assist guy, and McTarian, who's just the assist guy. The assist guys tend to be more consistent, but as everybody mm-hmm. knows, assists count for literally less points than goals. Where, what side of that fence do you fall? Like, we used to have the wing-back-to-center-back thing. I feel like this is going to be a new issue like that, of would you rather have the guys that score goals, knowing that they'll score less mm-hmm. uh, physical goals, or would you rather have the assist guys that are making less points per assist, but will probably contribute to more goals come the end of the year? Uh, I'll take the assist guys, because what we've seen is, especially with Erickson and what we're seeing with McTarian now, is I think that you're seeing a pattern of consistency that they're going to be involved in most every game because of the ability for Spurs and United to both score games, score goals and them to be involved in them. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I agree with you there. Also, new thing coming across the desk, uh, Palace sub Townsend on for Patrick Van Anholt around halftime. So um, he may indeed be good to go this weekend after me earlier saying he may not. Um, in defense, you already mentioned him. The very uninventive picks for me because I – think it, it's maybe too early in the season for like crazy sneaky guys like you want to get your main guys locked down um mm-hmm. i i don't understand why ben davis is being so slept on and by that i mean he did already have a price rise but he has the most crosses the most accurate crosses uh among defenders i'm not particularly afraid of burnley the danny rose situation continues to loom there, he's apparently in crunch talks today you know that very much could just be sensationalist media stuff doing crunches doing <laughs> yeah crunches? yeah he's just sitting around with potch just doing crunches um i do think rose stays but he is still hurt <laughs> like actually hurt this isn't mm-hmm. like the coutinho back injury slash illness that he somehow has both of right now um so uh i i think ben davis in the short term is a very good shout you asked where davinson sanchez would, would fit in i i think Last week, we quote-unquote played a 4-2-3-1, but Dyer was a center back for the majority of that match. I think mm-hmm. that's where Davinson comes in, is he gives us the choice of Wanyama or Dyer in midfield each match. I think Davinson long-term fits into that three. I don't think it really messes with the wingbacks um, too much, uh, at least in the interim. Um, so yeah, those are my guys. Pretty pretty chalky, although I liked I liked the shout of McTarian to be the assist leader this year. Um, yeah. Who do you have in your starts and sets? I'll start on defense. Uh, I'm liking what West Brom has done so far, but you know Hagazi is getting all the love. Of course he is because he's got 23 points in two games. He's got 270,000 transfers in this week alone. Um, but I'm looking at another West Brom guy. He's a, I know he's a little bit more expensive. He's 5.0. I'm looking at Neom at 5.0. He had nine points last week, and he got the he got the three bonus points. He's only owned in 0.9% of leagues. Listen, people are trying to capitalize on West Brom's opening schedule, and it doesn't get any harder and for a little bit. So they play Stoke at home, Brighton away, and then West Ham at home. So, I mean, those are still three workable fixtures for a West Brom team who plays very, very well at home. Um, and his ownership is 0.9%. Listen, if, you're, if you have the money and you're downshifting around and you want a differential right now to Higazi, which is being, in, being brought in a ton – who is owned in 19% of leagues right now. That's just crazy that he was he's owned in 9% of leagues and he's basically owned in 2% of leagues the first week. Neom is the guy. He's owned in less than 1%. Uh, so, and then it comes to my conundrum here. I have about 1,000 midfielders I like this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah, the, fir- the first one I, I wrote is Richarlson from Watford. He's 6.0, owned in 1.9%. Um, he got the start today in the, the cup, fi- cup fixture with next to Dini. So it would be interesting uh, to see how that plays out because I believe Dini does play when he's healthy, hopefully. Um, but Richarlison through two games is eight shots. 
uh, goal and an assist. Like I said, only 1.9%. He's a differential of, of, with price and ownership, so there's something there. But then I also wanted to touch on a couple other guys who, who basically – one's a new transfer in, and then one we basically saw back, saw what he can do. And you know we did he did it last year. So Mikel Antonio is the one guy at West Ham. 7.5 had an assist last week on one of the Chicharito goals. Um, but at 7.5, what we know that Mikel Antonio can do and do in spurts especially with West Ham's upcoming schedule, which, we, which we've gone over. You know, they, they do have some winnable fixtures. You know, they play Huddersfield next week and – oh, excuse me – and Newcastle on the road this week. So there's some, there's some points to be scored there for West Ham. I think that the, the Newcastle defense probably won't keep them clean. And Huddersfield, what we've seen so far in the, the beginning of the year, you know, yes, they have, they've kept two teams out. But do you think they'll keep a West Ham team that's probably going to be just about on the precipice of being fit – especially with Antonio, you know, being in that midfield line, you know, doing what he does. And Antonio is a very, very talented player. Yeah. Listen, when a, guy, when a guy can play basically all over the pitch, he could probably play goal. He's a pretty talented guy, and he has good fantasy returns for, a, you know, a West Ham team that at his price is 7.5. The other guy I wanted to talk about is I was going to sing the song, but, you know, he, he does play for Stoke, so I don't know how much <laughs> people are going to be people are gonna be believing if I said, I just want to be Hesse's girl. Um, <laughs> at at six girl. Do, 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 yeah. do. <laughs> he he scored last week. Uh, he played seventy minutes, got ten points, two bonus. Uh, he's only five point two percent of leagues. The thing that I I love right now is that he's being he's been transferred in two hundred and ten thousand times right now. That's a phenomenal number for someone who's scored one goal and he still plays for Stoke. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people are buying into the talent. They remember him. Oh, you absolutely. Know, but when he was coming through at Real Madrid, he was thought of as highly as Morata. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah very much so. Could be could be very interesting. Yet another one of Stokes' reclamation projects of former potential studs that wind up there, like Bojan before him, Shakiri, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. can't I find a transfer like that? <laughs> well, the title is Hesse's Girl. Do do do. But uh, yeah, so I mean, at six he's a differential right now. That's basically what he is. I think people are, are seeing that he scored, seeing his point return at ten. You know, Stoke has a an okay fixture this week. They play at West Brom, but that's not really that great because West Brom's going to park the Pulis bus and yeah. score one goal or give up one in the 80th minute. That's what they always do. <laughs> yeah. um, I, by and, the way, I love your Chicharito shout, especially because Lanzini has moved from the red triangle of death to the mm-hmm. yellow triangle of ooh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, and my forward this week, I, it's and Kevin just mentioned him. He, I think he might might be a he might be Zorba the Greek over there. He's uh, <laughs> Chicharito is my forward to start this week at seven dot one. He's got three hundred three hundred thousand transferred in Newcastle, Huddersfield, West Brom next three. West Ham looks like a team on the on the buy here. I'm I'm I know people you know they they have a lot of talent. It's just that they're they're basically the poor man's version of Man City right now. I want to see them all come together like a, a hammer Voltron. You know, when you have Antonio, when you have Lanzini, when you have AU, when you have Chicharito, you have talented playmaking guys there. Um, you know, I'm if I'm downshifting completely off Kevin De Bruyne this week, and I don't go to an Ericsson. I know we're going to talk about our teams in a minute, but we'll forget. It. I'm going to skip that, and we'll just go right <laughs> into sits. So on defense, uh, I'm sitting all Bournemouth defenders. Charlie Daniels is the most owned. Listen, City is still City, and they could still just explode. Like like any other team, so I'm sitting Charlie Daniels. He's got three points in two games. He should probably be looking elsewhere. I don't think Bournemouth is, 
you know, anything that is a fantasy relevance. Yeah, for, it just has not turned out the way a lot of us had we, hoped. Yeah, we saw what they were last year, and they went on a bad string of, like, letting up, I think it was, like, 2.4 goals per game over, like, a nine-game stretch, and that's just awful. Um, they didn't have any clean sheets during that time either. They, they were just a bad, bad, bad team defensively. Um, in the midfield, I, I mentioned it before, I'm punting off all City players, and I just mentioned that they, they're playing Bournemouth, so, bench, so basically just ignore the Bournemouth City fixture. This this week, you know, ignore the early Saturday morning fixture. Nobody's just stay in bed. Don't don't even do it. Just get off all your players. KDB KDB <laughs> shift shift funds to anywhere else. Uh, you know, there's tons of eight eight dot one midfielders named Hunt Henrik that you could probably invest in. Um, and my forward Up, update uh, point two after last night. Yeah, eight point two. Sorry. And then my my defender my forward is Sergio Aguero. I'm just punting off off City until I see them as a formed unit. I just don't buy it. Their prices are way too high, and the returns are bad right now. Listen, if somebody else wants to roster them all, that's fine. Let them waste their money on that. I will go for lower-end lower guys and just have a quantity over quality thing. Yeah, I am not getting rid of Aguero. Again, uh, it, it will take a lot for me to burn off him after the way he's hurt me in the past when I've shifted a week too early. And Bournemouth mm-hmm. have not impressed me too much. I might shift off to Bruyne, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, for my sits, up front, uh, it's J-Rod. I, I believed in him real hard. His week one performance was definitely good enough for me to keep him through last week. But last week was not good. Um, looked very off the pace. And as you mentioned, there are so many interesting cheap options now uh throughout the game to be honest mm-hmm. but up front especially um i just don't see the point of holding on to him there are just better options at that price um in midfield i'm switching off uh willian at 7.0 he's just not impressing me the crosses mm-hmm. aren't there the chances created aren't there I, I know they came out to play defensively against tottenham because they had to because almost ni- like 90 percent of their fit players were defenders um but I just don't like the direction that's going. His best in fantasy is when he's on the wing crossing the ball. Uh, and he's definitely not doing that. And he's not creating the chances you'd expect with him tucked inside or like he was against Tottenham, kind of just off the shoulder of Morata. So I've been very disappointed in him. I'd much rather go either up to like that McTarian Pogba range or down anywhere to Tadic Redmond, who stats are both looking really good thus far. And Tadic is actually playing, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um or somewhere like that. So either go up or down. I just don't like this weird 7.0 purgatory uh, yeah, with him. Unless it's Marcus Alonso. And that is a good 7.0. Interesting. That, that would be a very interesting shift. I know uh, you texted me during that match that you thought Alonso was a must-own. I think it's, he is. Yeah. it's it's uh, Man, it would be so hard to get him in, but that is that is not a bad shout. Just switch those around. Get like a 5.5. There is not a better, midfielder and then put Alonso yeah. at the back. There is not a better clean sheet slash goal-scoring defender you know, roll the dice play in the Premier League right now. Mm. Especially if Chelsea continue to set up to defend like they did last week. Um, yeah. In defense, the player I'm dropping and saying that you should just get Davies is Kieran Trippier. Uh, he's not match fit, clearly. Uh, and with rumors of other players coming in, I, I'm in very much wait-and-see approach. Uh, I know I was one of the big uh, tub-thumbing guys for Kieran Trippier. Um, but I, it's not me right now. I, I was holding on to Cedric, or not Cedric, uh, Bertrand, and assumed I would swap off him the second Trippier was fit. Didn't like the Chelsea matchup, and I'm glad I didn't do it last week. Now I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to just wait and see how this one pans out. Uh, but for now, if you're, if you're buying a Tottenham defender right now, I think it has to be uh, uh, Davis. Although it is worth noting that on the own goal by Batshuayi, Toby Alderweireld was free in loads of space and would have headed the 
whole crap out of that ball into the back of the net, um, mm-hmm. which was him being at the front of the set piece line on a, a, a corner, which we have not seen in a while. So that's just something to kind of keep an eye on because if we do start letting Toby attack the near post on corners, all of a sudden his value goes up even more because of his goal-scoring ability because he's, he's got a big old body and or noggin. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's it uh, for start sits. Uh, for moves this week, there are two I'm considering. I mentioned I was considering making a double move. I'm not really committed to it yet, but the option is downgrading massively from De Bruyne to a Tadic or Redmond or Moy. <laughs> or Phillips, uh, etc. Um, and then upgrading from J-Rod to Lukaku, because I'm mm-hmm. starting to feel real left out. But then I did bring in McTarian, so last week. So I, it, it feels very strange for me to be complaining about all the teams that I've doubled up on failing mm-hmm. and then considering doubling up on United, mm-hmm. although they have looked very good. Uh, but I'm hesitating on that one. What I think is more likely is I could do J-Rod up to Rooney, Chicharito, or Mooney, which would leave me with either 0.8, 1.2, or 2.2 left in the bank. I mm-hmm. assume that's what I'm going to end up doing. Um, and I have seen people saying people are overreacting to Rooney, who has two goals and two, of course, and has a tough matchup against Chelsea this weekend. And there are many negative things you can say about Wayne Rooney, but are any of them that he doesn't show up in big matches? No, zero. Nope. He, he does show up. Yeah, it's like the times he shows up these days. He, He's like the Robert Ori of the <laughs> fantasy Premier League. What a shout. What did he end with, like, nine rings? Yeah. Like, something insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, I, 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 I'm I, sure a lot of people would hear that that list, Rooney, Chicharito, and Mooney. Oh, and by the way, Mooney, despite not scoring last week, looked very impressive yeah. in he's real life. Almost, he's almost unguardable. He's yeah. like... like you know what it another, reminded me of? And I don't want to get, basketball like... Reference. He's like Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, way too early, way too strong analogy for me, just just play style, kind of reminded me of young Adebayor at Arsenal. Mm. Just the the physicality, the skill with the feet, and also like he's, he, he's out leaping. He's not, but he's also out leaping everyone on every set piece. He had two that he put wide. Mm-hmm. Um, I I man, I really really like the look of him. He's still a hold. Huddersfield, Steve. Oh yeah, is still yeah. A hold. Don't 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 get rid if of him. If you brought if you brought him in like and you're transferring him back out, don't. I know there's, you know, there's people transferring him out. Yeah, no, Steve. it's it's worth holding on to him for me. He yeah. he lo- he looks the real deal in in a football sense. And you know, yeah. for, usually there's at least a, a fairly similar. Uh, similarity, goodness. <laughs> this usually translates fairly well to fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I very much like him. So those are the moves I'm considering this week. Are you considering making changes? Yeah, I mean, I came into this podcast not thinking about doing any moves mm-hmm. and just just resting on my laurels. And since I'm such a research junkie, and Kevin's so long winded, it gives me time to <laughs> to do research and and look at things, you know, on my team. Um, I own Kevin De Bruyne, and if you were listening to this podcast, if you didn't rewind 25 minutes and talk to me about, listen to me saying about how the 10.0 is the best thing possible for you, mm. because this is what's this is what's going on with my team. Through my midfield, I had I had Pogba, Ali, De Bruyne, uh, Carroll, and Shaka. So I'm basically going to ship out Kevin De Bruyne and Shaka and turn it into Ericsson and Antonio. Ooh! Oh, I know you love you some Antonio when he's fit. Um, listen, I, I if De Bruyne does something good, he'll do it on somebody else's team. He won't do it on mine. I'm bringing in one of the better players that's on the dream team right now. That is basically like 
you know, it's like a good paint. You just sit there and watch it dry. It's Christian Erickson. And Antonio, with his schedule, the next three games, he's one of the guys that I'm bringing in now. I had I had 1.8 in the bank because of what I did previously, and you know, player rises and blah, blah, blah. So I had a little bit of abundance of, of cash available. So I'm upgrading two positions here, and I'm going from a 4-3-3 to a 3-4-3 this week. Uh, Jay Rodriguez just scored, by the way. Nice. Congratulations, Jay Rodriguez. <laughs> Eddie and Capoo score for Watford, too, if everybody's yep. keeping track. Typically, we record later in the day, so if you're wondering why there are so many of these cut-ins to what's actually happening right now, like Nice conceding to Napoli, uh, that's why. <laughs> it just goes to there. show that we're actually real football fans, and we watch games that aren't even <laughs> part of people's normal realm of possibilities. Well, unless, you're on, unless you're on the Albion, because I just figured out what the Albion means. It's a, it's a way it's to a say Great Britain. No, it's a, it's a way to say Great Britain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, apparently Leroy Fair also just scoring. <laughs> just the day of the day of random names <laughs> scoring mm-hmm. goals. Um, uh, for my team this week, um, I, I just talked to you through some of the changes. Uh, ch changes. Uh, interested in in your um, upgrade shout uh, in defense to Alonso, especially because of my double. Southampton thing, which when you consider what I said about Mooney, <laughs> I'm feeling much less confident about while we record. Um, but as I said, I don't think I don't think uh, Chelsea will keep a clean sheet. But then you're to the point of is Alonso so threatening that he's worth bringing in even with a bad matchup? Not sure yet. Uh, but as my team is currently lined up for this week, uh, Foster and Net, Cedric, Bertrand, Fosu Mensa across the back. Fosu Mensa has looked very good. Uh, despite mm-hmm. some of Crystal Palace's frailties thus far. Uh, McTarian, Ali, De Bruyne, Willian across the midfield. I talked about how I like two of them and how I don't like two of them <laughs> earlier in the show. J-Rod is definitely going to be somebody else. Aguero and Firmino up front. I think I am putting the captain on Aguero. Um, I know. I know. You're you're so Oof. anti this right now. I could change it to Mkhitaryan, Um Depending on how I'm feeling, their defense sh- certainly has not... Super impressed thus far, although Harry Maguire has, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, really interesting to see whether or not he was going to be like a one-season wonder kind of deal or not. He's good when he hits the net. <laughs> he is, but he's also good in the air, which uh, they needed considering <laughs> neither of their other center backs can get off the ground anymore in their old age. Uh, but anyway, that's what my team is looking like this week uh, and who I'm considering captaining. Who, who are you rolling out there? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting options. Um like I said, I brought. I'm going to bring in Erickson and Antonio. Um, I, I may just. I may keep it chalk this week, but I may. I may go. I may go crazy here and put it on. Maybe just put it on Pogba. I think that he could do something to the midfield where Leicester has always been lacking. That you know, defensive midfielder ever since Conte left. They you know they they've tried to bring in six or seven different guys and just haven't you know nobody stuck there. I think Pogba could find his place there against against Leicester at home, United at home. I mean that's. And that's the anti-Lukaku play. Um, yeah, I, that, that's probably what I'm looking right now. I'm trying to be a little obtuse. I don't want to be chalky. I don't like going with the flow here. I'm not a lemming. Um, <laughs> yeah, if I bring in Erickson, Erickson's a good, a good, a good shout. Um, it'd probably be Pogba, Erickson. You know, I don't think I'd go as crazy as to say Antonio, though I do think Antonio does something this week. So, yeah. but um, Firmino, if if they do, Firmino's a good, good shout too because if he plays and they get a penalty, he's taking it. So that's that's five points right there, yeah. and then plus minutes. So, yep. But but you know, the Aguero shot isn't bad because basically, if you look at the if the look at the matchups, City has basically the best matchup out of the the top 
you know, six teams in normality. True. You know, if we're looking at the teams, you know, I'd probably put Chelsea second and then United third. Then Liverpool, Arsenal are, are playing each other. So that's fourth and Spurs. Well, I probably put Spurs second. I forgot them. Yeah, against Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I just I want to bring this up. The, you know, the, the conundrum with Harry Kane, you said he's your buy this week. Mm-hmm. I am a buyer as well in Harry Kane. Just not yet. Uh, just to just to throw this out there, Harry Kane transfers in eighty nine thousand transfers. I'm sorry, transfers out eighty nine thousand transfers in twenty eight thousand. So there is very low volume on Harry Kane right now. I think yeah. people are you know they're letting it, letting, letting it lie. Yeah. Um, either that or they're waiting. Which is the impressive patience for Absolutely. this community. <laughs> either that or there's a there's you know several million people that are listening to us and our podcast, which is fantastic because they should <laughs> because. Not anywhere can you find a product quite like this that me and Kevin De- Kevin DeVries and Rob Langevin bring you. Yep. <laughs> Always the best for sure. All right, uh, Rob, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FPL underscore MNOP, or you can find my writings and stylings on rasball.com, and then Kevin's going to tell you wherever works we are because we're <laughs> a thousand other places. Yep. Uh, I am your other host, Kevin DeVries, at KevRoff on Twitter. Uh, we also have... Uh, Premier League show and a championship show on this very channel, so just peruse around that if you would. Um, also, as for Rob and I, uh, we both have DFS content um, with both VIPBet.com, where we do weekly videos that could have interesting changes, and we'll keep you updated, but we have uh, officially been re-upped with VIPBet, so check those guys out. Uh, also, we have a DFS show that goes up via Fantrax. Uh, we record that Wednesdays. That goes up Thursdays. Uh, my writing you can find over at goal.com under the gaming tab. Thank you guys so much for listening. And hopefully your teams do better this week than last week. And we'll catch you next time. Peace.